you know, I don't want to give people any concern because I already missed, I already missed the stream this week for Monday Night Raw because of some things we're going to get into. But I, I, I'm going to carefully say the phrase like, I think joyously my brain is finally melting into WrestleMania week in its own sense. It's here. It is here. And I'll say this because I've talked to a lot of people. WrestleMania looks kind of like not great. And if the moments they're planning. Oh, like the actual WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Like there's many unannounced things. And like if you're not on the inside scoop and you're just like a casual person who's like, I think Roman Reigns is cool. What else is on? It's very odd. Like there's a marquee match that I'm very interested in because I'm an indie fan. And as an indie fan, I'm a big fan of El Generico. And for whatever reason, this Sami Zayn guy. This Sami Zayn guy kind of has an El Generico feel. So I enjoy watching him. And he is having a marquee match with one Johnny Knoxville of the Jackass crew. That's one of the marquee WrestleMania matches this year, which to me, very exciting. To the, to the world of wrestling, very odd, right? Like That's just not... It's not what you would expect. It, the, so I only see... I get wrestling updates from your Twitter and the like handful... I think I follow two other wrestlers on Twitter, one of them being Dylan, one of them Matthew Justice. Yes. Because I just want to keep it to people that I know. Of course. But I get updates through the Twitter news thing. Oh, yeah. So you the just kind of see that, the topics? The two things that I've seen recently is Johnny Knoxville leaked a wrestler's like phone number. That's probably likely. Um, and then I saw you getting a reply, not a reply, but a straight up tweet from, um, I'm going to screw the name up, no, but please it's one of the, the only wrestlers please that I'm screw the name vaguely up, familiar with. I'm begging you to screw I'm his name I'm trying so up. hard to remember the name of who this was. Baby. Um, Jericho? Jericho. Yeah, so I will start the week there. I wasn't even going to bring this up, but it's probably... I rerouted you. Yeah, so... A few weeks ago, when I guess when he started his new little group, Chris where, Jericho. Chris Jericho, yes. Uh, what's really odd about Chris Jericho, despite you know my whatever my personal feelings are, he's basically been working my ass since I was born. Like he debuted in 1990, I was born in 1990. Oh God, and I'm not a young cat. You know, we've discussed that. I'm 32 in June. I still think we're young. I feel spry. I mean, for I'm me, I feel older spry. Than but you are by a when I'm in months. a locker room, when I'm in a locker room, I feel very old. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're around people who are younger than us, and you go, "Okay, I need to be." You a... make me feel really young. Do I? Good. Okay. Yeah. I feel young personally, but just in the grand scheme, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think I you feel like more of an adult than I am. I, I do feel like an adult, but I also, I want to always because your have, apartment is nice. <laughs> listen, that is nothing to do with me. I thought about it the other <laughs> day and I was like, that you're an adult. I was like, if I didn't live with my hot boyfriend who I should be married to by now, but I'm lazy, uh, I would live in probably just, he said the first time when he came to my very first apartment, when we were just meeting, we weren't even living together yet. He was like, I was, I knew if you wouldn't listen to me that it, it wasn't going to work because you're just, you have, you're allowed to live in sort of a uh, straight dude paradise, you know? And I don't live in that anymore. I live in like a, a home. It's built like a home. There's art, art that you've provided. Back to Chris Jericho. Listen to me. I, this is so funny and this is true. I have almost every version of Chris Jericho muted on my Twitter timeline, not out of, you know, pure hatred, but like, I just don't need to see it all the time. And so I didn't notice this when he quote tweeted it, but I did notice everybody saying he's wearing your jacket because I got a, I got a group text from one of the SGC guys. It was like, Jerica is doing your thing. And that's a jacket I still have at home. I wore it starting, I think in 2017 or 2018. It's heavy as hell. 
uh, 25 pounds. I don't know what Jericho's weighs. But in weeks previous, he wore a very similar jacket to Alley Catch and what she wore at Hammerstein. And then he wore uh, a very obvious Effie rip. And that's fine. Number one, before we get into the details of it, I've never run out of ideas, Peter. And if people want to dress up like me, back to the the, the focus of a model, some people some people wear the clothes and sometimes the clothes wear you. And so I put up a picture that just said, I would dress like me too. Like, of course I would. Like right. it was me hot in the jacket. And I guess he quote tweeted it and said, thanks for the rub. And let me be clear. I've never rubbed on him or did he mean something else? It's, was that a wrestling? Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, you know, like the rub I'm messing around Peter. Oh, uh, <laughs> he said, thanks for the rub kid. And here's the thing. Um, it doesn't bother me even in the slightest. Not because I'm going like, oh, Chris Jericho's copying me. It doesn't bother me. No, because like Jericho goes through a hundred gimmicks a year. And, you know, I think there is a little similarity with Effie in that you always know it's Chris Jericho, but there's always a little bit of a variation there. And so maybe by variating myself, I've been accidentally showing my love for the work of Chris Jericho. But I don't know. I feel like we'd have to have a, a slap fight moment before we'd get in the ring together just to clear the air on some things. Either way, that was Wednesday night. I had to go to L.A. to be historic because we were performing. Now, usually we perform at a pretty big venue in L.A. The Ukrainian Cultural Center holds like 1,100 people. This is at the Roxy on Sunset Boulevard, right next to the Rainbow Room, where Guns N' Roses played, where Neil Young and Elton John hung out. This is a venue that holds maybe 200 people maximum, and we had a ring in the middle of it, and they I don't think they've ever in the history of the Roxy Theater, done wrestling inside of that venue. Oh, that's crazy. It's insane. And, like, Cheech and Chong recorded albums there. Like, may have recorded the first album there. Damn. Uh, so you're in this building, and, like, it hangs in there, Peter. Like, you feel it immediately you when you're in ghosts. the Roxy. No, but, like, I felt, a, I felt a confidence in the Roxy that was incredible. And God bless Matthew Justice for just being... The, the vet of vets, because he put his stuff right in the best locker room spot that had a hole that looks right down onto the stage and the floor and the ring. So you have this like, it's the same view everybody's watched all the bands on their tour on. It's the same view, you know, uh, Axl Rose had looking out on the crowd before they played there in 91. It's such an insane thing to be inside. And you're like, and we're doing our silly thing here. Like I got to come to this venue and be a part of this as fully myself and not like, well, if I play bass for Scrumpy Scrump, then I'm going to do great and I can play in this room and say I did it, which is an accomplishment. But like we were on the marquee, baby, Game Changer Wrestling. And not only that, but I finally got to get in the ring with two legendary, and I'd say SoCal, but like B-Boy has a, a legend everywhere. I, as someone who is an indie studier, I know more about Lil Cholo, and I've always been a fan of Lil Cholo. Lil Cholo and B-Boy, the gangsters, taking on Bussy. And I, I got to tell you, there were a lot of people there that had never seen Bussy before. And I skipped over a big thing, Peter. I skipped over a huge thing. And I want to reach out to our sponsors first. Our sponsor this week is at 2TD Designs. Did I get the at wrong on the thing? Like the name on Twitter is 2TD underscore designs, but the actual Twitter name is at 2TD designs without the spaces, with the number. I'm pretty sure. On Instagram, I think it might be different. I want to be certain of this. Either way, as we clarify that point, 2TD designs to the dome designs, I got to hang out with the two to the to the dome designs team because they came out to the bussy meet and greet, the Hollywood bussy meet and greet. 
And this was a risk for me, Peter. And I'm going to do a longer sponsor pull on this, but I want to talk about us hanging out. We've never done anything like this before. And luckily, I've, I've been working with Sydney at Noveria, and she is sort of opening our horizons. And we're braining together to... It's very difficult to meet Effie at a show sometimes because the lines are long. People take a while. I don't push anyone away. It takes me a long time to come out. People have to go home. This was a chance to to come get the merch, come hang out with us, have a more private moment. Two TD Designs came out there. Now, I don't want to spoil anything, but they are helping me with a bit of a ring jacket. They were out there helping uh, give me some, some of their cool merchandise to show what they do, along with some stickers, which I have some for you, Peter. But if you want to actually use our sponsor... They are there to help with all sorts of custom things. To the Dome Designs is a Bay Area original. Now, they made the drive down to L.A. to make the trip to see Bussy, and they will help you out with all kinds of merchandising. Now, yes, you can rock the To the Dome Designs like I am going to be because I got the cool shirts. They gave me a pink shirt that I love deeply, uh, but you can also do custom printing, custom design work, custom anything, really, and I, I tested that theory. I said, do you guys do custom anything? He said, we'll do custom anything anything. And we got to have that conversation. It's beautiful to have them as a sponsor on the show. I'm going to do a more dignified read in this, but I did not want to skip over that meet and greet because how much fun is that? I got to LAX. I jumped behind Peter and I can do this on my podcast. I got to LAX and I forgot to even get into this because I hung out with Matthew Justice in the airport and we got to see everybody arrive for the show because we got there so early. So like we ran into Blake Christian, we ran into Kevin Gill, and then we ran into Alley Catch and separated did our sick meet and greet in Hollywood, and then we're at the Roxy. I was so excited about working with B-Boy and Lil Cholo that I just skipped that whole part. And to be frank, Peter, this week, this is I did so much this weekend, and I did so much yesterday that I'm going to have to be vague about that Like we might be jumping all over the place with this. You're cool with that? Fight club it. That's great. Fight club it. Yeah, find your narrative in here. Oh, daddy, control my narrative. That's a isn't, that's a hot topic in isn't wrestling there right like now. yeah isn't that the kind of like a shady yeah, promotion? It's, like the, it's I don't want to get into it. I Peter, mean, the guy's name is Austin Aries, which I think is he's <laughs> really done. Funny. He's cooked. He's done. <laughs> it's over. It's Aries season, baby, but not for him. Uh, so little Cholo B Boy. Now I've been watching B Boy do PWG and do Indies and do Ring of Honor and do all sorts of stuff forever. And now I get to be in the ring with not only him, but with his tag team partner and with my bussy sister in a room full of people who were 100% team bussy. Now, I was looking around early in the night, and there's a lot of new faces in there. You know, usually we kind of know our people coming in. And I figure with a smaller room, it'll just be the super fans, comfortable. But I'm looking around going, there's a lot of people I've never seen before. And I think the, the history of that Roxy Theater, the location of that, having it on the marquee, people said, wrestling in the Roxy and kind of just took the risk and came. And so for those first timers who were standing in a room chanting bussy, uh, welcome, welcome to pro wrestling. It's different than you remember. Ali catch and myself are badass. Now this match was crazy. That room was hot as hell, but we won the match double tap out. Bussy is a real deal tag team. And I hope in the next few weeks, you know, we've got a match lined up with the Briscoes, which people have all sorts of feelings on. I'm going to beat their ass again. We've got, uh, multiple tag appearances coming up with GCW. We seem to be showing up in more places together. I think 2022, we're going to solidify that, yeah, we're single stars. We're in, we're incredible single stars. But as a tag team, we are so unique and so powerful and such a different thing than you're used to dominating the tag world, then you can't stop us. Team Bussy, get on the Bussy train. If you want to pronounce it Bussy, you can, but you sound stupid. I wasn't done after the Roxy. 
I took my time there though because for the first time I got to meet uh, the man they called Johnny Drip Drip, aka Johnny Caballero, aka Johnny Superstar, aka uh, Johnny Mundo, aka uh, John Morrison. Not only has this man had a storied WWE career, but he has traveled all over the world. His wife, Taya Valkyrie, an incredible professional wrestler who is back out on the indies, a pioneer in independent intergender wrestling, has taken all those risks and will do deathmatch. They're wonderful. And to get to sit outside the Rainbow Room in Hollywood and just talk with them for a while, uh, it was wonderful for me, but I held up the car that was driving me to Las Vegas. We did not get to Las Vegas until five something in the morning. Oh, God. Yeah, and here's the thing. Now, I'm a flight guy now, Peter. I like flying, like getting picked up, but if it helps the promotions, I will always hop in a car with somebody else, and if you're the only one awake at night, I will always stay up and be your co-pilot. I'm not going to sleep in a car if somebody's driving and nobody's up with them. I won't let it happen. I'll even drive your car for you. I don't care. Sandra Moon, not only a badass wrestler, member of Sims for the Business, Drove my ass all the way to Las Vegas. Now, we had other people in the car, too, which was fun because I was bringing superstars like J.V. Dahl, who were who are going to be on my show this weekend and who I fought at Grab House, and we'll get into that. We were carrying uh, superstars like Sandra Moon. I'm trying to remember who else was in the car with me. Why can't I remember this? This is crazy. Oh, it was Dark Sheik, my sister in Christ. Why would I not? Re- because she was sitting directly behind me. Road tripping with Dark Sheik is the best anyway. It was great. We had a good time. Here was the surprise. And this was so, it's hard to keep the surprise. MK, who is, I believe I could say dating J-Rose. They are publicly together. MK was coming to surprise J-Rose at this Grab House show, which he was doing announcing on for his birthday. And they are so fun, so much fashion, such an enjoyable ride. Shout out MK. Love you deeply. Love J-Rose. We got there at five in the morning. I slept on a couch for, I want to say four hours. That's safe. And here's what I'm getting at. I had a seminar to do in the morning. Now, not only was I being brought in because of my sick wrestling skill to have a sick match at Grap House, I was being brought in because people want to learn from me, Peter, which is crazy. And I know. That's not crazy at all. You give great advice. I try. Uh, I try. So I've been in the car with you and wrestlers when you get into wrestling specific business stuff and right. switch flips. And I'm I want to be as open and honest. And now listen, sometimes I gotta charge to do the seminars, but if you're ever just out and need to ask anything, my messages are open. It takes me forever. And I'm always accessible at shows. In my opinion, truthfully, it's great that I know things, but if everybody else doesn't know them, it doesn't really matter. So we got to fill people in so we operate the same. You know what I mean? Uh, The seminar was incredible. I showed up 10 minutes late to my own seminar. Now, this was an outdoor venue, and I didn't realize this. I did the seminar outside in the sun. Uh, It melts my brain. Peter, here's where we're at, and this is we've got to have a bigger team meeting on this. The variable in the Effie seminar is Effie. And I, I put my whole heart into it and brought all the knowledge I could. I sent the notes out because I skipped some things. We've got to get a good one take down there that has everything in it, Peter, because it would be a lot easier for me and for everyone if uh, there wasn't a performance aspect of me getting the information from a human brain out of my mouth to you correctly every time when I've been up since 530 in the morning. Although... Great questions, great participation, tons of people I know that came to the seminar. I'll shout out uh, Kid Bandit came to the seminar, Kid Bandit on my show this weekend. Kid Bandit had their 100th match recently. 
Kid Bandit has been traveling all over. Kid Bandit has a, a a character that is it's seemingly defined, but they are always going through changes and they're going through a lot. And it is beautiful on a human level to be able to connect with someone who they're going, look, I'm changing too. I'm going th- through things too. And that version of me may not be the same version you see every week. And the fans sort of going, we're nuanced enough to understand that. And we're, we're in a more educated environment where characters can go through change. TV guys, I'm letting you know, you can go through change. Uh, it was beautiful. We did the seminar. Now, the match that night, Jay, J-A-I, and they said Vidal, I say Vidal, I don't know the difference. At my show, Jay is going to be fighting Carlos Romo, who, thank God, we're able to open some borders coming from Spain. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have people coming in from Australia, from Spain, from Mexico. Incredible. Like, what a moment. It's easier to book. And you get to introduce new people who've been sitting on those outline skirts waiting for a chance. I love it. Now, this match with Jay, I had to make a choice. I'm a, I'm a, big, uh, I'm a big cool guy for everyone. They love me. They cheer for Effie. It's great. But I had to be a piece of shit, Peter. And I'll tell you, what is beautiful about being a piece of shit is I'm not a piece of shit as Effie because I'm a gay boy or because I'm wearing pantyhose or because I'm doing effeminate things. No, I'm a piece of shit to these fans because I'm being a piece of shit, Peter. I'm breaking the rules. I'm, I'm grabbing the mouth. I'm doing things that you're not supposed to do in front of the referee. I'm being real rude. And to be able to be booed, not because of these things that back in the day would be the cheap, easy, heat things to boo someone who's doing a gay gimmick for. I actually had to give a little speech at the end. And I had to say, listen, it's refreshing. And they chanted piece of shit at me again. And it was beautiful. I told him, listen, now from now on, I used to be a piece of shit. Put over Jay. So excited to have Jay on the show. The The show was sick. I mean, the amount of young talent, new talent, veterans. Vinny Massaro, a veteran in this business, out here still doing shows like Grab House, helping these new talents. Shout out Vinny Massaro. Shout out West Coast Wrestling. Shout out Las Vegas, Grab House, Chris Mounts, Jody, S4TB. Incredible as a performer to get to participate. Food trucks, grilled cheese, vegan hot dogs, cool fashion vendors. That's what shows should be. I would have had one rap rock group play. I think that would have been my only differentiator. Now, I, I obviously had so much time to hang out in Las Vegas, right? No, dude. I caught a red eye. I literally drove from you know Los Angeles to Las Vegas, slept my couple hours, and then left this show and went right to the airport, got on a plane. I can't sleep on a spirit flight, though. I can sleep on almost any other flight. It's because they're haunted. They're haunted, and those bucket seats are so uncomfortable. Oh, that too. And Peter, I'll tell you this. I had to sort of, I don't know a better way to put it. I had to sort of raw dog this red-eye flight. Now, sometimes I'll have like an edible or something that I can take. But nowadays, with the travel, uh, with my restrictions, with my pending issues, with the government, I don't take those risks right now. Because I don't, number one, I don't want to disappoint my partner at home and make things difficult. Number two, I can't have him roasting me for it anymore. So we're much more careful, but that does mean suffering through a red eye to Charlotte, North Carolina. Oof. Day three, we went Atlanta to LA to Las Vegas to Charlotte. But this was important to me. I was returning to a promotion that I've been to many times to participate in a tournament that I've never gotten to participate in, the X-16 tournament for PWX. Now, they got uh, they got slapped around a little by their venue and had to make last-second venue changes, oh, but shit. they moved it back to a venue that I've actually wrestled at before and that I actually was like, oh, 
this place is sick. It's loud. It's wild. The people get into it. Before we get further, though, I got to tell you, there was a special guest Saturday night at the professional wrestling show, and it was my dad. Oh, my goodness. My dad came to see me wrestle. Wow. And he got there as quick as he could. I think he missed the first part of the match and uh, caught the rest of it and caught everything. And I went out and watched most of the show with him. Now, the first round match was against Savannah Evans. And so he's watching me wrestle a girl. And he was like, she was very strong and incredible. And you're like, yeah. And this is a guy who comes from old school wrestling. You know, I mean, this is the guy who introduced me to Dusty and Flair and Steamboat and the NWA and Crockett and the Horsemen. And so now for him to see me in this capacity where I'm having a very competitive tournament match and I'm still, I'm still effy. I'm having fun. But this match was fast paced, hectic, and I fell on my head a lot. Incredible. But he got to see this. There wasn't a goofiness to it. There was a directness to it. And I think that was very cool. And also for him to watch John Davis versus Bojack, two gigantic heavyweight dudes, and just hearing him laugh and go, these giant dudes, this is incredible. It was awesome. And it was magic. And I, you know, I had people coming up to the meet and greet. He was pretty incognito, but he did send me a text after the show that was sort of like, you look good. You look safe. In his own way, he basically said, uh, you know, your hair looks good. You look healthy. Your skin looks good. Uh, you know, your, your, your back isn't too scarred up. Eat a little more. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was awesome. It's very cool to have him there. He doesn't get to see me wrestle all the time. You know, I'm sure when your son tells you in, in a pretty similar timeline that he's not only gay but a wrestler, it's a lot to take in. And so over the course of eight or so years, our relationship has gotten really, really good. And uh, it's magic to have your dad at a show. I hope I hope if you don't have a dad, just come give me a hug and we'll have a dad hug moment. But if you can show your dad your art, that's just very it's very rewarding and it's cool. And it was nice to have him there. PWX, consummate professionals. I got to hang out with so many of my people. You know, Jordan Oliver I see all the time and I love hanging out with Jordan Oliver, but also like ACH was there. I got to see Lince Dorado for the first time in a few years. Savannah Evans, uh Anthony Henry Ethan Case, Chip Day obviously won the tournament by uh, using his newfound friendship with Ethan Case in a bad way to nutshot John Davis. Not cool. But overall, an incredible tournament that they put out in one night that was supposed to be two separate shows. Listen, wrestling works under pressure. We show up, we show out, and we go, what are the, what are the lines we got to fall between? Perfect. See you in a minute. So it was magic. It was a beautiful night. And luckily... I got to go home after this. Now I had to drive home and I did not get home till like 5 a.m. But I was home on a Sunday and uh, I got there. AJ was there. It was good. We were having a pretty good day. Peter, this is where things get a little, they get a little out of control. Okay. Because I went and got food for us and AJ got a veggie plate and got a baked potato and broccoli and some other vegetable stuff, you know, which is sort of his scene. But I, of course, got barbecue pork. And so I'm like, nice day off. Now, I had to do some things on Monday, which we'll get into as vaguely as possible. Uh, And I said, well, I'll just have a nice meal early. We'll watch a movie. We'll be together. It's beautiful. Peter, I tell you, within an hour of eating this barbecue pork, my whole life had flashed before my my eyes. And everything had exited my body. I was up all night sweating and dry heaving and trying to keep water down, I was severely poisoned by this barbecued pork. And it's the only thing I can figure out. You know, at first he was like, well, do you think you're sick with something else? I was like, no, it's my body is expelling pork and sweating it away. This is horrendous. 
uh, all night Sunday. So I was like w- going into Monday completely dehydrated. Oh, like really, I, I was like leaving the house and I was leaving at 6 a.m. And AJ was like, are you do you need to go? You need to go do this. And I was like, it's it's scheduled and set in stone. I must go do the task. And I luckily was able to wake up and do that. But it was nightmare mode like oh. i literally couldn't move i couldn't leave the bed but i felt like rob Lowe in parks and rec which a lot of times when i get sick it's like that where it's like i go from literally on life support and i can't even i'm the the withering flower and then the next day i'm like all right guys well uh, that was rough right <laughs> Woo, sickness crazy all right let's get back on the field because i immediately was like let's go and was i kind of you know callousing myself through it a little bit probably i see the look in your eyes yeah which you know it's mania week, baby. Yeah. Uh, but I had to go do something. And I'm going to speak as vaguely about this as I can because it'll be you know, known to the world eventually. I went to a place where I was trying to be incognito because it's a place from my world, but it's not a place that I spend time in or a place that I'm trying to uh, necessarily gain any notice from. Like That's not my goal. Not that I'm not against anything, but I went and I spent a little time at one of the facilities associated and... You know, as I'm introducing myself as Taylor to everyone because I'm trying to be low key and I'm in a hat, uh, little to my surprise, did many people come up to me and know who I was? And not only that, had me sign merchandise items that they had in their work area. What a, there is no better stroke of ego than to walk in and be like, I'm going to low key this. It's cool. I'm learning. I'm meeting people. Awesome. And then get, you know, sort of Superman Clark Kented at the top floor to go, hey, not only do we know what's up with you, we love you. Come sign some stuff. It was very rewarding. It's fantastic. Uh, I can't even tell you who I spent the day with or what I was doing or why I was there. But I sent you a picture, Peter. And mm-hmm. this is a very private picture. And one day the world will get to see it one day. Uh, but it it looked like I fit in that picture, didn't it? Oh, yes, definitely. And... That beaming smile on my face is so genuine. I was so excited because they asked for the picture and I was honored and privileged. And, you know, one day I'll be able to speak freely about how much fun stuff like this was to do. And this is part of your new picture taking attitude. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to be in more pictures with people. I'm trying to have those pictures in those moments, but sometimes I still forget to suggest it. So uh, I'm hoping this week we will get to do a big gay brunch photo of everyone together in the ring before the show starts, but who knows? It gets hectic. Someone remind me. This will be out Friday, so I'll be right in the tornado of chaos of being Effie, uh, but if you remind me, I will definitely do it, and uh, apologies for my attitude on that there, because I've, I've been a rowdy-ass child uh, sometimes around those big gay brunches, so I even tweeted today, like, slap me if you need to, not even because of current issues and discussions but like just for your sake like if you just need to come pop me it's probably the easiest way to get me to listen and the best way to get me involved in things i have peter i'm coming to you at a like we usually don't record at this time so we're kind of early on this but this weekend was like a constant barrage of of being effie and i needed it and i love it and as i look forward to this week i want to remind the young talent of this And this is, I think, very important. And they won't all hear this, and the fans will hear this. These shows that are built around WrestleMania week are not make and break for anyone's career. A lot of times what these shows are are sort of highlights of what we've done throughout the year anyway, of what's gotten hot, of what's gotten over. And so if you're feeling 
a certain type of way for not having a lot of bookings or not having any bookings or not being participating in this. Look at what you're doing the rest of the year and look at putting the work in throughout the year because these are not shows that are booked in the final weeks. These are shows that are booking themselves through hard work throughout the year and uh, I always highlight new talent. I always want to bring back talent that's gotten over well with the fans. And I always want to put on the best, uh, most gay show possible. So if you're not there yet, don't worry. If you are there, take it in, soak it in, and don't stress it. And if you want to be there, um, wait to tell me in person. Because a lot there's a lot of messages sometimes, Peter. And it's too much for me to answer everything. I get overwhelmed. And I've got to pick and choose my battles these days of where I put the emotions. Uh, Peter... Do we have questions this week? We do have questions. I would like to get into that. Um, let's go ahead and uh, I pulled this up. You are correct that it is no under, no underscore on Twitter and underscore on Instagram. Okay. Two TD. Repeat designs. that again, Peter, for my sake. So two TD designs is two TD underscore designs on Instagram, and on Twitter it is at. 2TD designs all the way through, no underscore. Yes, and I met the team. They're fun. They are ready. They want to customize your stuff. They want to put out weird merchandise. They want you to challenge them. So 2TD designs to the dome. You can wear the merch. You can create your own. To the dome designs, our presenting sponsor this week. And Peter, we have some questions. I'm very excited. We do. Uh, also, Effie is fine. 20% off promo code on 2TD designs. Effie is fine, 20% off. If you want to get some To The Dome stuff, Effie is fine promo code on the 2TD Designs website. Check them out on social media. Follow them. Look at them. Show them the power of being on Weekend at Effie's and let them feel the power of your voice. That was weird. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm I'm here, Peter. I'm not 100% present, but I'm mostly present. Part of me is uh, getting kicked by Speedball Mike Bailey right now. In my mind. It's my first match Friday at 1 p.m. Zicky Dice live on Twitch. It'll be on my Twitch, Zicky Dice's Twitch, on the front page of Twitch. And I heard there's going to be some weird rules. So get ready for that. All right. Our first question is from Kylie. I believe I saw it online. Bussy face pretty in pink. But may I ask where I can watch it? Thanks in advance. Love you both. Kylie. Good to hear from you. And yes, you should want to watch this match. It was a fun match. Uh, I believe the only person with the footage of this match at the current moment is Dylan McQueen. Uh, It was done at 127 Pro Wrestling in Grimsley, Tennessee, which is now Galaxy Pro Wrestling. They did the shift that night. Reach out to Dylan McQueen, uh, force him to upload that footage, and let the world see Petty and Pink versus Bussy in, in a Tennessee fun fight on a Thursday night, baby. Bussy out here doing the towns, baby. The footage is out there. Did you see that video of the town bussy? Yes. And Allie and myself have actually taken a picture of one of the signs by the highway of the city oh, of fantastic. Bussy. By bu- yeah. There's there's bussies everywhere in the U.S. And they usually add an E and they're wrong. But it, don't vandalize things. It's just as fun. And if you can record people in those towns uh, or places that are named bussy talking about bussy, it will be used in future bussy uh, promotional material. And we would love to give you $5 for that if it's worth a shit. Glorious. All right. This one, next one's from Ryan. Peter and Effie love the podcast. I look forward to it every week. A few questions for Effie. I really enjoyed the Trojan Horse Affair when I listened to it based on Effie's recommendation. Can you recommend any other podcasts? 
Okay. Uh, a lot more of the podcasts I'm going to recommend are kind of murdery, but one I've been really enjoying uh, recently is called Conviction, and it's about uh, the disappearance of this. Uh, I believe she was she was in Canada, but the the family was either Jordanian or Pakistani. Uh, Nasiba Hassan, who disappeared, and her the daughter she gave up for adoption goes seeking her, and the story gets really intense. It's called Conviction, the Disappearance of Naseba Hassan. It's very good. Uh, as far as other like uh, non-murdery podcasts, I've been listening through the seasons of American Scandal, and they're usually like six-episode pieces about some weird American history thing or something that went down that you maybe don't know everything about. Very interesting, very fun, uh, and they keep me busy on all the travel and the planes. So it's it's helpful to have some good murder stuff because it's like the the deep intrigue, but then like the other stuff too of learning sort of the back end of these bigger cultural moments in America on American Scandal has been fun. Also, uh, anything that uh, Jake Brennan is doing, which he does like Disgraceland and Twenty Seven Club and all these really cool music history it, behind the scenes podcast. Was he involved podcasts. in that Dead and Gone Grateful Dead? Yes, he I've was. been listening to that on your recommendation because I'm like incredible. A bit slow. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I so love it. he has a, a pretty wide podcast net that I've all, always enjoyed. And I'm glad you're coming to me for recommendations because listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts, Peter. And so if I can pass that along to people. I almost awesome. actually asked you for a recommendation the other day. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I always go back and if people are really wanting to get murdery, go listen to the whole season of Cold because it's probably the most fucked up murder shit i've ever heard in my life the craziest okay. story cold crazy i've recommended that probably too many times it's dark though y'all be careful do you know why bounty keith pulls his pants up so high all right this seems to be a big question uh and i'll say this have you ever been slapped in your tummy have you i've belly flopped yeah you know paul simon said why are we so soft in the middle Here's the facts. If I can pull some leather or some coverage over the softest part of me, I'm probably doing it. Shout out uh, Robert Martyr as well, who pulls his pants up higher than I've ever seen a human. But I think there's that sort of old school grit of like, hey, my pants may be up high, but they're not going to be falling off while I'm in a fight. I'm going to be protected on all sides, and you're not going to be able to trip me up because these pants are not coming down. It actually makes a little sense, you know? Uh, can't wait to see you back in Minneapolis next month. Dan Corbin was bragging about how he's beat you twice at Wrestlepalooza last night. So I hope you can come back and land that garbage garbage can spot on his obnoxious face. <laughs> I laughed with Darren Corbin the other day, which obviously forever enemies and long lost friends. Uh, Darren Corbin and myself, for whatever reason, are looked at as like goofier comedy wrestlers a lot of the time. But anytime we've been in a ring together, it has been extremely violent. And I think there's something where we are letting off our own little gasket because we know what is expected of us, of us both getting kind of a fuck you armor on ourselves and saying, Oh no, we're going to, no, we're going to give them something they don't expect at all. And so I hope that our future interactions aren't as painful, but if they are so fucking be it, let's have some violence, Darren. And I'm excited to be back in Minneapolis. It's sick. I think I'm coming in May, but I might, I don't think I'm on Russell Palooza. That just happened. I don't know. I'm going to look at the calendar. First Wrestling, Minneapolis. Might be in a synagogue. They just did a show there. It was oh, very excellent. cool. I think they had a rabbi give somebody a Stone Cold Stunner. He chose to do it. It was his choice. And it probably, you know, I'd probably go to that. I'd go to that synagogue after that. Oh, I would too. That's amazing. Let's get the membership up. <laughs> Have I ever told you my Guns N' Roses story? No, I'd love to hear this. Okay. 
So I worked at a studio in my early twenties, uh, and they used to do. They used to have. A, they had a lot of clients that would have like Shark Tank ideas. Like I wanted. I have an idea. I have money. Help me make it look good so I can get on a Shark Tank. Oh. So there's this guy who thought he was at like the beginning of like the terrarium phase essentially of like terrariums being really big yeah like home terrariums yeah exactly like little so he was like putting this whole thing together and we found out in the process of working with this guy that he dated one of axel rose's ex-girlfriends oh was like currently in a relationship with her okay well this was also who oh sweet child of mine was written about what and so Every time that they would be in public together, because they had a, the reputation of like the kind of couple that would like call the cops on each other, like as foreplay. Oh God, that is. And so an altercation would happen almost every single time that a oh, sweet child of mine would come on at whatever restaurant they happened to be at, and it would just. You know, that cause. seems a lot to live within because you don't really know when the Muzak's going to pick Sweet Child of Mine. And it's not Welcome to the Jungle where, like, you can't really play that in a Bloomingdale's, you know, oh, sweet child of mine. Like, it's, I, it's like the acceptable Guns N' Roses accept- song yeah. to play. Yeah. And it's not nine minutes long like November Rain, you know. Moms love November Rain, but not the whole thing, just the snippet of that video. So she was just living with this pain. She needs to, you know, work through that. That's a her thing, not a him thing. I think it was a both of them kind you of You think thing. they liked it? Just think, like the film I think Deep they probably Water? did, yeah. Starring Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck? Exactly. Did you see this movie? No, I've heard it's advertisements, in, It's though. incredible. Is it? Well, it's incredible enough. That just seeing Ben Affleck play with snails and walk around going, I kill people. Like, just straight up. It was insane. That's amazing. Do you watch Atlanta? Uh, I have not watched Atlanta because I'm holding off so I can really take all of Atlanta. Okay. I feel like I'm getting further behind more and more. Yeah, no, they're um, on this season. Spoiler for anyone that hasn't watched it. They're like, because he's like a manager for a rapper. Yeah. And so they're on tour in Amsterdam. And I figured that you would probably oh. have some like commonality in between. I think I need to go things. and watch this whole thing. Now I have seen, it's pretty uh, dense. What was the Teddy episode? Oh, that, that yeah. Somebody brought me in on, they did something in world, right? They did something similar with that. Like the, the first episode is kind of a one-off kind of thing. Okay. That's like okay. this real dense look at race in America. And you can do whatever you want on TV now. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I it love that it. It feels like he's, that's what he's, what Donald Glover's doing is just kind of whatever he wants. I got to see Childish Gambino in concert one time and it was incredible. I bet. But, to be able to be on all those different energies is like, that's the true artist skill, you yeah. know, because you can take things very seriously. You can flip things on their head. You can make things completely comedic and you can just bring an intensity and a performance to things. I want to, I want to have that same, same vibe. We'll get there, Peter. We're getting there. We're working through it. Exactly. It's WrestleMania week, yo. It's wrestling week, yo. And I hope that you'll join us on pay-per-view Saturday morning. I'll try to get you a fight code login, Peter, if you want, or at least a replay. Uh, but I will be on many shows on Zicky Dice's Twitch show Friday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, and then midnight against Minoru Suzuki, which we've talked enough. Now it's time to put up and fight. Pimpinella at my show, The Big Gay Brunch, 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern on Saturday. East Coast gets to sleep in slightly. Uh, and then midnight... Midnight Central. Oh my goodness. I'm fighting Charlie Haas of Team Angle. Team Kurt Angle. They used to be tag team partners back in the day. Isn't that strange, Peter? That is strange. Don't tell them why, but that is just strange. What a strange life we're on. What a beautiful life we're on. Please come say hello to Effie. Please 
give me a hug. And please, for the love of God, if you are some washed up legend and you want to work with Effie, that's fine. I get it. But you would be, uh, it would behoove you to just give me $20 before you start talking. Because I really don't have time to talk for free anymore. <laughs>